You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about why creatives must focus on building their companies and not just on their creative gift. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Allison Stanfield. Let me tell you all about her. She is the president and founder of Art Biz Success. Since 2002, she's helped thousands of artists improve their professional presentation through her online classes, publications, membership programs, live events, and free weekly Art Biz Insider Newsletter. She's a former museum curator and educator, author of I'd Rather Be in the Studio, the artist's no-excuse guide to self-promotion, and the creator of the Art Career Success System. She's been running a successful business for 17 years, and she helps all business owners, not just artists. Welcome, Ellison. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else would you like to add to that introduction? I think that about covers it. I will say that I don't necessarily help all business owners. I mean, I don't seek other business owners, but um, but I mastermind with them and help them in that way. That's wonderful. Business is business, I found exactly. after being a big five consultant. Pretty much the core concepts are the same. So exactly. I'm sure whatever you have to share is applicable to most people. I hope so. How did you select the artist community? Well, it's my background. So I went to school and graduate school, um, got degrees in art history, worked in museums for 10 years. I left the museum field to come live in Colorado because I wanted to live in Colorado and life was too short. And I started an art consulting business. Art consultants are people who buy art for businesses, hotels, you know, um, hospitals, wherever. So they put art in public places. They buy art for people. I thought, oh, how fun that would be to buy art for people. Um, The problem was I didn't know how to run a business. I'd worked in museums for 10 years. Before that, I had been a student and had worked, actually worked in the Senate in Washington, D.C. And then uh, what happened, though, was the artist that knew me through the museum field heard what I was doing and started contacting me and uh, said, you know, you put my art out there, my, you know, help my art get into these collections. And I, as, as soon as that happened, I realized y'all need some help. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You need to know how to do this better. And so that's when it became, at first it was Art Biz Coach. It was Art Biz Coach for 16 years before we changed the name this past year. And then um, it became our biz success. So it just evolved uh, after I received that invitation. I love how you went after big, heavy hitters like hotels because they've got 200 rooms that they need to put art in. If I was an artist, I would totally go for those big people that need multiple pieces. And of course, the lobby art. But that was really, really smart and very productive. What made you realize 
quantity is a good thing to do. Well, I will tell you that, uh, just to clarify something. So I started that business, the art consulting business, and I had a few gigs in that field, but it quickly changed to the artist consulting business. So I didn't, so I didn't really work in that field for very long. Um, and I started working directly with artists. Got and it. Still very smart. Though. I like, I like when you can leverage things like that. So yeah. artists are like every other business owner and they have challenges just like we do on pricing. How are you able to help the artists charge what they're truly worth? Oh gosh. If I had a dime for every time I told an artist to raise her prices. Um, <laughs> and usually it's like, okay, I'm going to buy this, but after I buy this, you're going to raise your prices. Um, but I, you know, it's really hard to, um, artists want everyone to be able to afford their work. You know, they, they think, oh, you know, I really, you know, I really want them to have it. And so they, they want to price it for everyone. So it's, it's a, it's a um, mindset thing to get them to see that. But here's what usually does it, Nancy. What usually does it is when I say, when you undervalue your work, you are undervaluing the work of every other artist out there and you're pissing them off. And they were, they like, they recoil and they're like, oh my gosh, they didn't think of that. And, and it's true because I hear that from other artists, like they're in art shows and like, and they come to me and they say, I was in this art show and all the booths, the art was so cheap. And so my art looked expensive and it's not. And so it really is a, uh, there's so many artists out there right now. Anyone can be an artist, right? You, you don't have to go to school. You can just hang a shingle and be an artist. And there's so many artists that, that just started selling out of love for it. Um, but they really need to know the market better. They really need to understand what they're, uh, you know, what they're becoming part of. And it's a community. Artists are very generous and loving, but they'll get mad at you <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> If you underprice your work. Well, I think it's the same way in a lot of industries. So there's really no barrier to enter for business coaching like I do, business right. consulting. And I came from the big five corporate world. But anybody can be a life coach and then say, you know what, there's a lot of money in this business coaching. So they just change over and they're not charging enough, which makes me look the same way. So I totally get that. Yeah. Value yeah. is value, right? Right. Right. And we have to, especially as women, we have to. Um, look out for that even more. It's my, uh, my, my women are, my, my guys kind of get it. The, the women I'm having, I have a harder time with. You know, they, Me too. I totally get it. So I know a lot of business owners gravitate to what they're good at, just like artists love to do arts, and then they tend to procrastinate on the other things they have to do, like sell and network and bookkeep. What advice do you have for people that aren't treating their business like a business? Oh, geez. Yeah, it's a tough question, right? Because like we like to do, we know we should make that call, but in follow up, but we're like, oh, I just want to create all the time. So how do you move them from getting out of the creation and actually running a business? Well, if you, there's, there's, you're either an artist, well, you're, you're an artist, you, anyone can be an artist, but once you decide to make a living at it, and once you decide to make a living at anything, 
this the switch turns on and it you all of a sudden have to ask for money for it and it becomes different it becomes this um, I know for my own business when I started having to ask artists for money it was really hard that was underpricing at the time also but um, but it, the switch turned on and it's very different this is why I don't believe in telling people to follow their passion because I believe that like that you can be passionate about something but asking people for money for it does something different to people and so you have to have that commitment level and I'm really clear to my clients that I can't give you that commitment level like you have to want to make money or for some of my artists it's not necessarily make money it's gain recognition they don't have to make money for some reason they don't have to make money so it's gain recognition but you have to have some commitment level there that I cannot give you. But once you have that commitment level, I can help, right? I can help you with the systems, the, uh, the productivity, which I know we both enjoy talking about. And, but I, the commitment level has to come from inside of you. And so that's not something that I can like wave a magic wand on anyone and say, do the work. I mean, I can say that all the time, but don't you think it has to come from inside of you? You have to want it. Oh, absolutely. So I help people systemize and automate and put processes in their systems. And I see mm -hmm. so many busy business owners, but they're not ready to change. And I yeah. can't, even though I can see <laughs> that they're putting out fires and wearing too many hats, they're not able to see that just they're yet. And until they're ready to change and hire me, it's not it's not a good use it's not a good fit for them to invest so i totally get that no sure. and you and you probably do the same thing as i do when you see that you go okay you know work on this on your own for a while and come back to me and then i can help when you're ready because i don't want to i don't push those people into yeah i used to in the early days yeah. I'm like, why aren't they just why don't they just hire me and then i'm like no people will do it when they're ready so it's very yeah, it's Go a waste ahead. of time. It's a waste of their money. It's a waste of your time. It's frustrating. It's unsatisfying. Yeah. So I read on your website that it's all about attention to detail. So when artists have bad like bad lighting, crooked labels, outdated websites, all of that really impacts their success. How do you help your clients get really good about the details because that's what really makes or breaks somebody the details isn't it interesting uh, you you must have found a post that i wrote about my grandmother who was interested uh, who was that way but maybe maybe not maybe it's a different one but it's it's so fascinating to me that someone in a visual profession doesn't see those things um, but I think that what hap where, where it comes from in me, at least, is it, at the museum, well, I worked for a U.S. Senator. It was all about the details with him because of my position there. And in the museum, I used to edit all the publications that went out, not the not the books and stuff, but the, but the monthly newsletters. So I was always like looking for how to fix things in the museum. But I think 
it is a process. I mean, the, 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 uh, the creative act is very different from, this is what I tell, like some artists are some of the worst website designers I have ever seen because they love color and bells and whistles. Like they love all this stuff and they try to put it all in one place. But, um, but what I tell them is they have to respect those things and, you know, respect the artwork above all. And kind of the same thing. The, so the details are, um, I think, just pointing them out. What I, how I usually do it is, and I was just doing this with someone's Instagram feed the other day. I showed her other Instagram feeds and like, see the difference? And so it's vis for my clients, it's visually showing them the difference and they really get it when they see like a white website versus a black website or, a, you know, or um, an Instagram feed that is, that is composed, the whole feed and the, the one that's just random photos of whatever. Um, so for my clients, it's showing them visually. Um, but I have to be in tune with that. Um, that makes sense. I guess one of my biggest pet peeves is when I go to a doctor's office and they keep making copies of the copies and the, it just keeps getting off-centered. So they're like, here, can you fill out these forms? And they're just shifted. You know what I mean? Slanted. Because oh, my God. Don't, they didn't take – it's yeah. so easy just to make – you know, that's my first impression. I'm like, really? You couldn't even make your first impression forms to me nice? I don't, I don't know. I know. I, I think it's it's so true. I mean, it's true with the emails that we format and send out. It's true. Like every little thing is a reflection of your business and your professionalism. And we all, like I mess up from time to time. I'll, I cringe when someone says there's a typo in something, but it, ha it happens. Um, but we, yeah. You can tell when people try to do their best and when people just slap things up there. My sister's great at finding my typos. And <laughs> when, you know, she actually reads my stuff on LinkedIn, which is flattering, but she's like, oh, you got a, a typo right here. And I'm like, oh, she's awesome. But yeah, you look at it so many times and it happens. So I, I had a... I had oh, a friend. I, I had a friend that that said, uh, "Lisa, I'll say your name." Who said, "I tell you how to find typos. Go ahead and publish it, and you'll know right away when someone tells you." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so true. I know you've also got some systems on how to stay top of mind with customers because right now I feel people are really busy. The online world is crowded. So one social media post just doesn't get it out there when an artist or any business is trying to get people to their event. What are some other ways people can stay top of mind with their customers with other touch points? I think you had well, postcards. You had a bunch of stuff. Postcard In the art field, um, people are used to using postcards. I mean, museums did it for years. Galleries did it for years. And they're in people who like art are pretty tactile. So it's nice to have those and people display artists postcards. So those are nice. Um, I prefer, there's a, there's an ad agency in New York called whisper. And, and when I asked him, the owner, and I, I will fumble on his name, but when I asked him, why is his ad agency called whisper and not shout? He said, it's because the most important conversation that you can have is one-on-one. -on -one. It's the whisper. And, and I'm 
I'm sure I'm bastardizing what he said, but it's so true. So I encourage my clients to do a lot of one-on-one. So a lot of, hey, I was just thinking about you, whether it's a Facebook post, a text, a, an email, a phone call, actually picking up the phone, um, is that to me, and I know in my own business, when I do that, it just pays off enormously. And not just in monetarily, but also just in the the karma and the good feeling that I create with that client. Do you find people actually answer their phone? <laughs> um, I am not a big phone user because my clients are not big phone users. However, I go back, Matt, oh, Matt Oskley wrote the book, how to, oh God, I'm going to mess this one up, but like how to, how to sell to, how to sell to the affluent, how to sell to the affluent, how to market to the affluent, one of those. And he said that the people in that category, the people who are very wealthy, which a lot of my artists would like to market to, prefer to do business in person first or on the phone second. Email is down the list. Um, social media texting is way down the list. But that could be changing. But that was, that was written in the last 10 years. I like that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I don't answer my phone, especially because I'm <laughs> in the middle of something and I'm like, well, I've got voicemail. That's why I have voicemail. That's and why. will get back to me, people. Right. So, but then sometimes I forget to actually check the voicemail. Yeah. So I'm working on that for sure. Yeah. Hey, Allison, you've got a book that's coming out. Do you want to talk about who's it for, who should read it, where they can find it? So I'd rather be in the studio, the artist's No Excuse Guide to Self-Promotion. We call it Urbits because it's got the freaking long name. Um, we call it Urbits, but it's coming out in the fourth edition. So the first edition came out in 2008, and, it, and we tried to do an ebook for a while. And, you know, artists just want their hard copy books and there's really nothing like it. So I wanted it to go back into print for artists. Um, I have art schools and universities that use it. And so it needed to be a hard copy. So it's back in print, the fourth edition um, for the first time since, 2011, since the 2011 edition. And so um, it's, it will be available on online real t- retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, by the time this airs, I believe. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And it's mostly for artists or anybody could benefit from it? <laughs> so it's for artists, but then I have, it's for artists because that's the language I speak, but then I have people that pick it up and say, oh, my husband has a business. He needs this. And so, you, you know, marketing is marketing, business is business. And so it can be useful for other people, although it's written from the artist's perspective. That's awesome. Are you ready for the signature question? I guess. What's the signature question? The signature question. Everybody gets this one. Every guest okay. gets this. And it's an easy one. So just speak from your okay. heart. Okay. Allison, if you had one more hour in your day... 25 hours every day, because I'm all about helping people get their time back. What would you do with that extra hour? I would read. That was easy. I would read. (laughs) I never can find time to read everything I want to read. And I think I I just had my husband rearrange my office. It was my birthday gift. I took out this thing so I could put a little, um, I call it the reading nook. 
in my office has a purple velvet couch in it. And that's where I would, that's where I would be. I'd be there reading. That's becoming a very popular answer lately. And I I totally relate. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've got, um, I've got books and, so my goal is just get through a chapter a day. If I could just get through a chapter, because who can't find 15 minutes to get through a chapter, then I could get through more books. But um, I haven't been very good at that. But that's well, my goal. And it depends on the chapter. I'm reading the book Joyful right now, which seems to have a little longer chapters. I can't read those in 15 minutes, but I can, I can just do as much as I can. <laughs> there you go. There you go. For people who would like to work more closely with you, how can they find you? How can they connect? I suggest they go to artsbizsuccess.com. There is, I always tell people, you know, read my blog, make sure that we're on the same wavelength. There is on the um, homepage of the website, there is an artist success plan that if you don't know where to begin, take that little that little test and you'll get your success plan that kind of guides you for your next steps. And I have to say listeners, I just downloaded that and there's lots and lots of great information. So definitely go out there and get the free guide and it'll make you think where you could really improve your business. So that is awesome. Allison, is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't even think to ask you? No, I just, I just, Thank you for helping businesses out there. And um, thank you to everyone listening. Um, Yeah, I'm just blessed to be part of this world and be able to help people, whether they're artists or business owners. I agree with that. I love small business owners. And my, my mission, I just figured this out, my why the other day is, I just want to eliminate business overwhelm because most people start thinking, oh, I can work when I want and I can meet whoever I want and take time off when I want and kind of take some time to get to that point if you're not doing the right thing. So I want to help people eliminate that overwhelm and get there faster. Pretty cool, huh? That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yes, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job of it. And I know I'll be following around for some of those tips. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of interesting and valuable information. And listeners, I just rolled out a new program for business owners who are looking to systemize their companies in 30 days or less. Together, side by side or Zoom by Zoom, roll up our sleeves and get those systems implemented. You can get more information on my website, nancygames.com, or send me an email, nancy at nancygames, and we will figure it out together. If you love the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Games Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygames.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.